Hey, Fifth Line, this is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast, the number one Blue Jackets podcast in the world. Or so they say. Here are your hosts. Who wrote this, by the way? What's up, little boomers? Hello, my friends. Welcome into the podcast, episode 267. Hello. We are here. You, what episode did you just say? 271. There we go. <laughs> <All right. laughs> what, did I, what did I say? I think you said 267. I don't man. know why I said that. I was, I was looking right at it. <laughs> Jeez. Are you, are you uh, what is it called? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what are you thinking over there? Uh, when you can't, when you like mix up things, Dix- dyslexic, dyslexic. Yeah, no. I am. Are no, you? You're not. <laughs> yeah, I found out when in college I went to a toga party dressed as a goat. That's such a bad joke. I don't even get it. Oh, cause goat got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're off to a hot start. Hot start. Hot start. Uh, Two seventy one is what I meant to say. Uh, welcome into the pod. I'm Jordan. We're joined by Warren. Hi. And producer Braden is here. Hey. Kyle's not here. Hey, guys. Kyle is not here. Since Kyle got his own episode last week, we said, Kyle, sit this one out, bud. I didn't. I know. I'm just kidding. He's just not here. We don't know where he's at. I think he died. No. Maybe. No. Maybe, but. Not Kyle. Kyle, come back. I almost died last week. I had the vid. I had the COVID. Oh, you didn't almost die. <clears throat> yeah, I was fine. It's just a cold. I wouldn't say that. Maybe Although, I mean, I do have, like, the COVID cough, which I think we have a mute button on the board, so if I just get to hacking, just, you know, just hit my mic mute button. I usually mute you normally. Uh, well, I know you do. It's fine. But uh, Is Jordan talking? <laughs> so, huh? Yeah. Huh? But anyways, welcome to the pod 271. There yeah. you go. Got it. Got it right. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get into the old news and notes part of the Podcast, but before we do that, boys, oh, <laughs> why is this the start? Here we go. No, <laughs> well, but I, I wanted to talk about one thing. So, I had a lot of spare time uh, last week, bellies. huh? Jelly bellies, jelly bellies. So, what you want to talk about? No, like okay. the the jelly beans. Yeah, jelly beans are the most overrated Easter candy of all time. Well, yeah. Well, it's better than like the Brock's ones. Those are bad. I just think jelly beans are bad in general. I don't mind them if they're the right flavor. Like, don't get me popcorn or, like, root beer. The popcorn one ain't bad. That's the bean boozled is what you're thinking of. Tutti Frutti is the goat. No, there's some really bad just, like, jelly beans that are actually real fruity jelly. There's the red flavor. Purposeful (laughs) licorice. It's like going to the gas station. You tell your friend, like, or they they ask, like, you want anything? Yeah, give me the red Gatorade. Yeah, we don't we, we don't know the flavor. That's fruit punch. But okay, why don't you get well, red? I don't like. Red. You got to get blue. I always get yellow. What? I like the glacier. I do like that one. I do get yellow. But I like. I do like the glacier one. The glacier freeze is the best Gatorade, and I'll stand by that till I die. OG, I'm See? yellow, yellow through and through. Told you I want to talk about jelly bellies. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I had a lot of time last week with, uh, since I was out with the vid, and I watched a lot of movies. One being, I wanted to get your guys' take on on the situation here. So, uh, Society of the Snow. Okay, great movie on Netflix. I would highly recommend it. Uh, it's about this rugby team, I don't know, like in the 60s or 70s. It, 
they their plane crashed in the Andes, and it was in the middle of winter. They all had to try to survive, and half of them survived the plane crash. Then, like due to the extreme weather conditions, they had to figure out a way to survive, and they all just kind of kept dying because they couldn't because it was too freaking cold. <laughs> Are you? Is this a spoiler alert? Oh yeah. By the way, spoiler alert if you <laughs> haven't seen it. It's also based <clears throat> off a true story, so I mean, it's it's already happened. It's not. It's like Titanic. Everybody knows what happens in Titanic. Titanic didn't happen. <laughs> oh, didn't. Titanic's a conspiracy theory. Oh, don't get me started on the whole conspiracy of a Titanic because that was all a massive cover up by the government. Don't get me started on that one. Oh my god. But anyways, so this plane crash, right? And like, uh, it's, it's a, they're all teammates, so they're, you know they're all they're all good friends. And in order to survive, they had to eat their their friends that were already dead. So I guess my question is, would you guys ever eat me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I had to to live, yes. Yeah. But, like, I had to already be dead. You can't just kill me. But, oh, well, okay, that changes. It yeah. changes things. I mean, so, like, in the plane crash, like, some people died on impact, but, like, half of them survived because the way the plane crashed. And then due to the conditions, you know, some of them were dying because it was too cold. So, like, they just had to eat each other to survive. Did they talk about how it tasted? Mm, not in the movie, but I'm sure that there's documentaries about it since it was real. And I, I get went down the rabbit hole of like Googling like, oh, who's still a survivor? Who's still alive? And like there was stuff and people thought and they would talk about it. And they, they visit the, the, the crash site from time to time and like on anniversaries and do That's stuff. That's crazy that they go back. No. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> no. You yeah. want to go out to this you go back snowy mountain? Where we almost died and I had to eat our friends? <laughs> the way it's really cold. And it's it's really cool. You can see the spot where you ate your friend. Oh, I remember that spot. That's where I ate Dave. And honestly, like half the, the time when I was watching, I was like, God, y'all are being pussies. Y'all are alive. But then I remembered I walked outside earlier today and I was like, it's cold as shit. I need to get back inside. <laughs> so I guess I understand it. It is cold. Yeah. It do be cold. It it's cold. cold. So I guess, I mean... If I had to, if I had to eat any of you guys, I, I probably would. But if you were already dead, I wouldn't. I wouldn't kill you to eat you. Okay. So, what if you were like near death? No, you got to let your friend try to survive it out. Nah. Yeah, you have to. You don't have to do jack shit. Me, Brayden, and Kyle are dead. Who you eat first? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> based solely off of. The most meat that I could get, and I'm not saying anything about your body size. I mean, you're taller. I'm six two. You're six two. Six two with attitude. Yeah, I think I would go. I think I'd go warm first. I got variety too. I got nice big legs. You got thick thighs. I got thick thighs. Then I got yeah. a little little fat. If you want a little gristle, a little gristle. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably you, Kyle, then Braden. I think in that order. I'd probably go to Kyle because I feel like he would be like, he'd be like the baby bear, baby bears. Like he wouldn't be too thick, too thin. He'd be just right. Just right. Yeah. yeah. And Kyle would probably be like, just t- get it over with and eat me. I don't care. Yeah. Well, he's and you dead. Might, and you might get like True. a contact high. <laughs> yeah, dude. Which, you know, that gets you through another day of freezing. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. You're, you'd have like an edible for a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Would you ever eat a family member? <laughs> they were dead. Okay. Sure. You heard it here first. But I had to. Like, if it was a have to situation, I'm not going to, like, go, you know, go to the, the grave and bury him up and he start eating them. You look go yummy. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. What a start. And, like, most of them, like, didn't really care. 
at least that's the way it was portrayed in the movie. They were like, I guess we just got to eat these people now. Well, I mean, we talked about it earlier, the, the that picture of, like, the actual people. Yeah, they're fucking they're just grinning like and smiling. They're the plane, and they're just like, <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah, because, like. And then there's a spine two feet away. Yeah, and, like, part of the movie, like, they found a camera, and they were like, we should just document this whole time, and if we survive, it's cool. We have pictures of it. Yeah. And, like, that was that picture that was taken. Made Jeff into a six sirloin steak. All right, <laughs> yeah. But the, they couldn't, like, make fire or anything. To, like, they just uh, had to eat it raw. Mm, raw human, baby. Sashimi Come on. style. Anyways, so uh, moving on. I guess oh. we'll talk some hockey, maybe. That's why okay. we're all here, right? Uh, no. So uh, Boone Jenner. June Jenner. Boone Jenner is finally expected to make his return to the lineup this Friday. And uh, we play the Devils. Is that right? New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Friday at the Schweid, at the Schwedo. Um, obviously, he was out for a handful of weeks with a broken jaw, and he is back. But, oh, per Pascal Vences. So when he returns, guess who's getting pushed over to wing again? <sighs> I don't want to talk about it. Adam it's Fantilli. So it's so fucking stupid. Adam Fantilli goes back to wing after, I believe, I mean, I, I think he's been playing pretty great. Has he put up the most points that you want to see in the absence of Boone Jenner at center? Maybe not, but it's Adam Fantilli, baby. You got to give him those center minutes. And he's I, a rookie. I can't say that I'm very happy with the the words that Pascal Vincent uttered out today in his press conference, saying that Fantilli will be moving back to left wing. Is this a good move, boys? No, 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 no. no it's not. I like. I am just. <laughs> they're you're a they're a center for a reason. I don't know what the fuck his experiment is with putting centers on the wing and putting the wings on the center. Like they play that position for a reason because they're good at it. They didn't draft Adam Fantilli because we needed another winger. They drafted Adam Fantilli because we needed a good center. Yeah, and we don't have. And he's good a rookie, and you're centers. fucking with his development. And like, and if. And if you're like, oh, we're just doing it for a game, then what's the point of doing it at all? Yeah. And, like, and if you're going to extend this, you're fucking with his development by having him try and learn. It may, I mean, he probably already knows how to play wing, but try and adjust to a winger play style when he's been playing center the whole year outside of a handful of games early when they had him on the wing. It makes no sense. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We saw how that worked out with Patrick Line going just, to center. He just had the second most points by a rookie in, the, in last month yeah. playing center. Yeah. Let's put him on the wing. Did we do how long? How long has Pascal been with the team? Um, he's going on. This is his third year, I believe, but obviously first year as head coach. Yeah, only five, three years. Has he been the person who's always been like, "Well, we put him on the wing." <laughs> it seems that I think way. it was his idea last year with Line when it they wanted like to move no him to center. What has been done in the past, like anybody that's been moved to the wing or moved to the center when they're a natural wing or a natural yeah. center on the other way. Yeah, it's him. It could be. I don't know. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, let him play center. He's in a little funk right now. Adam is, but changing his play position doesn't solve that. Yeah, and the same thing. Like, just put Boone on center for another line. Especially like if we're in this whole experimental phase of like, well, we got to see what Tarasov can do. So we're not going to start Elvis, and we're going to healthy scratch Elvis for three weeks. <sighs> okay, if we're in this experimental phase, we know what we get with Boone Jenner. We know who the type of player Boone Jenner is. So maybe just keep him at the position that he should be at. Which I think Boone Jenner. I think we all know he's not a number one center. We all know Boone can play wing. So if anything, maybe throw Boone over on wing. 
Um, granted, Boone can win the faceoffs for you, but but Fantilli uh, had a hell of a faceoff oh, percentage yeah. in December. Like I think he was at fifty-seven percent for the month of December. Yeah, it's just and then like you talk about Tarasov, like that's when I think about it, that's a hard position to be in because if he needs to be sent down, he needs to clear waivers if he goes back to the yeah, AHL. Yeah, Tarasov ain't moving and he anywhere. Won't no. Yeah, he's he's stuck there. So, oh man, I don't know. We've just we shot ourselves in the foot. And who who knows if we we'll ever see KJ at center? I mean, that's oh, the position gosh. we drafted him at because we needed centers, and we still haven't seen him really do I think, anything. I there. think that's a little different because I think he's filthy as a winger. Sure, but like it's one of those. I think he his move to winger is one that works yeah. for some reason. I don't know what it was. I, I'm just I'm just saying with a team that we have, like. If Boone Jenner were to play on any other team, he would be a third line center, maybe even a third, maybe even a bottom six wing guy. Like uh, for second. the fact that we're we're so strapped for center depth, and and if the if the whole point of this season, as at least that's what Pascal's saying now, is like it took him two months to come around to the idea of entertaining playing the young guys, and now that we are, especially with the, like the move like Tarasov, you know, playing for Elvis, um, you know, why not entertain? a guy like Ken Johnson as well at center. But, but man, that's just kind of my thoughts on it anyways. So what is, what's Ken Johnson's natural position? Center. And what is Boone's, what's his position? We drafted him in a wing. Yeah, but what's he play? Center. And what's, uh, <laughs> oh, what's his name? Adam Fantelli, what's he play? <laughs> I see where you're getting at. But we don't have centers? Right. That's we what I'm saying. Three. Yes, and it's frustrating. Them, we've got three right there, and he's like, Let's put him on the wing. <laughs> it's just doesn't make sense. Like, Line a, get over here. If we're trying to develop these guys and we're trying to establish Girl, that uh. center depth, like I feel like we're just our coaching staff in the front office. They're missing the big picture here. I think they're uh, stupid. You know I how many think s- they are too. I think we're on a giant show of impractical jokers. It seems that way. And no, they yeah. they have no, an no, earpiece no. of Pascal Vincent here. <laughs> no, All right, hey, pass you. Put out Fantilli on the left wing. <laughs> you know how many centers we have hmm. on our roster right now? It's got to be at least 11. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it. Seven. Uh, yeah, Jenner, like, Jenner Fantilli, doing? Cole. Um, I know they have Danforth. Yeah, center. Danforth. It's, it's Bronkov. He's Bronkov. Not, he's not a listed center. Not a listed center. Who, Bronkov is, center. is it? Danforth. Oh, is Ken Johnson uh, a listed center? Eight. Bronkov isn't listed at center either. He's listed left wing. Is Ken Johnson listed center? Yeah. Listed center doesn't play center. Jack Rossovic, Ken oh, Johnson, Rosevic. Alexander Texier, Boone Jenner, Adam Fantilli, Sean Corrali, and Cole Sillinger. Yeah. What do you think about this, Boone? Yeah. Boone, my dog, not Boone Jenner. No, but Boone. we have Boone Jenner in studio today, guys. <laughs> Boone Jenner is in studio. Boone is uh, um, s- extremely staticky, and he keeps shocking himself and scaring the <laughs> hell out of himself. <laughs> it's been quite entertaining to it's, watch him walk around my apartment today. He's um, horrified. Um, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> just did it again. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I dude, it's, uh, to go back to what you said, Braden, I, I – in practical jokers, I can just see JD and Yarmo upstairs with the microphone and the earpiece, and they're just busting out laughing. It has to be a bit like, at this point. They just know that they're done. I know lost. their time's up, so they're just like, "Do this, do that." This is an extension of the Fantilli thing. I've lost so much faith in Pascal Vincent in the last week, week and a half. Yeah, and we'll get into more of that. Yeah, here so soon. much. Um, all right, moving on. News and notes. Uh, Boone Jenner. 
Speaking of, I'm not going back to the first topic. I, I realize I already talked about that. But if no, Boone Jenner was in a plane <laughs> crash, <laughs> would you eat him? Uh, yes. So speaking of Boone Jenner, he will be going to the All-Star Game as our CBJ representative. That's his first ever time going to the All-Star Game. Um, personally, I'm a fan of it. I think Boone has deserved that opportunity, especially he's been with us. I'm, hell, ten years. Yeah, he's been in the league. I mean, he's been a Blue Jacket and in the league for the same amount of time. So yeah, t- is it ten years now? Uh, when did he get? Did he get drafted? Ten or eleven? In? I think he's like two thousand three. No, not two thousand. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, not that early. Sorry. He got drafted in thirteen. Yeah, twelve, something like that. That's what I meant. I saw the three in my head. Yeah, it's at least a decade. Yeah. So yeah, no props to Boone. I think Boone deserves it. I know there was a lot of backlash on Twitter, like Boone, really. That's who we're gonna send over. But listen, I think that again. He's been around forever. He's a he's the heart and soul of the team. Is he the greatest player on our team? No, but I think at the same time, you know, after years of being a Blue Jacket and you know always playing 110, percent I am fully okay with Boone Jenner getting his moment to shine on the National Hockey League stage. So I'm completely cool with that. Your guys' thoughts on old Boone going to the Blue Jack, going to the All Star Game to represent the Blue Jackets? I'm like I don't have an issue with it. It's just kind of like when it was announced, it was just like. Oh, like, I guess because when he got injured, he was leading our team. He was doing well. Leading our team with like a whopping like 23 points, I think. I mean, that's that's killer (laughs) in this group. Uh That's fucking that's Hall of Fame numbers for the Jackets. (laughs) That's hang the rafter. But like, yeah, that's all it is. Like, I'm not disappointed that it's Boone. I'm just like, really? Yeah, that's it. That's all I really have to say. It's nothing against him. Nothing against his style. He's a great player for us. He's a great leader. But okay, <laughs> yeah. I I think I think I said it two weeks ago that I thought if he hadn't gotten hurt, he would be our all star. You know, you did say it on the podcast. Uh, we I all was, were predicting, but we also couldn't give the same answer as yeah. But I person. even said that I thought that oh, yeah. before. But I think if he hadn't gotten hurt. He absolutely deserved to be our all star, but I didn't think it happened because he got hurt. And then yeah. when they announced it, it was more of like a, oh, I guess. But I am happy for him. I think of all like what you said of all people on the roster, yeah. he probably deserves it. Yeah, I think everybody was kind of thinking, you know, Johnny Gaudreau would probably go back. I will or, say the fan reaction kind of made me a little upset. Yeah. Wait, like, the 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 reaction <laughs> given on social media by CBJ fans? I hate CBJ Twitter, but that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, I would say it was death. I would say it was it, like an even split. It, I think it was. It like, made me upset. But everything I was seeing is everybody was like, "Why not Marchenko? Why yeah. not Adam Fantilli? Yeah. Why not Johnny G? Johnny G didn't heat up until he was not doing well. Yeah, he didn't heat up until I think two weeks before the All Stars got announced. Fantilli had a really good month, but I wouldn't necessarily put him at All Star numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And then Marchenko started off slow. He now he's tied. No, he's ahead in goals now. But he was tied at the time with Boone Jenner for goals. And Boone got that three, four weeks before Marchenko ever tied it. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, I think Boone deserves it. I am a little shocked because of the injury he got selected. But I I like it. I think if there's a veteran on our team that deserves it and earned it this year a little bit, I would say it's Boone. So, I'm happy for him. I go Boone. I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, Marchenko is one up on Boone now. 
Uh, he has 14 goals, and then uh, Boone has the 13 there. So about time. Um, yeah, right. It, did, it took Barchenko a little bit because Barchenko came off that hat trick, tie Boone quick, yeah. and then like went like a week and a half, two weeks without a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marchenko obviously, and he also also leads the team in points with 24. Boone only had 18, so I misspoke there when I said 23. Um, but yeah, most points on the team though. Who has the most points on the team, boys? Off the top of your head. Goudreau? Yeah, I think it's... Isn't it Goudreau now? Goudreau. 27? 28. Ah. Uh, 28. Yeah. Who's second? Uh, you just said Marchenko has 24. Mm-hmm. I think second might be Warinsky. He's tied. He's tied with the second? Is it Mark... With somebody else. Uh, Warinsky. Obviously tied with somebody else. <laughs> it's not Boone, is it? No, you just said Boone had 18. Yeah. Um. Come on, boys. Y'all know this. I, see, I think I'm overthinking it. You're overthinking it. So Wawrinski tied with 25 points. Not line A. 11 goals, 14 assists. Ooh. Is it, it's not Vronkov, is no. it? No. Vronkov's not far off. He has 22. Yeah. Um, Adam Fantilli. Is it really Fantilli? Yes. I guess I didn't realize he was <laughs> had that many points. Yeah, Adam Fantilli. Warren, it would have been nice for you through in a guess. No, <laughs> this was, it was fun. I was over here drowning. A I was, bit. I was enjoying that. <laughs> yeah, I just get. I guess I didn't think he had that many points. Adam, I always Fantilli, forget how many baby. assists he got early on too. Yeah, he was an assist machine for a while. All right, so All Star Game. If the Blue Jackets were to vote somebody, if the fan vote actually is a fan vote and it's not rigged, which I think it's all rigged because I think no matter what, the team's going to send who they want. Um, if you were to vote somebody in, because obviously Boone is our representative, but they also do like the NHL All-Star fan vote, which you see on Twitter right now with all the hashtags. Um, who do you think gets or could possibly get the fan vote from the Jackets? It's two people. It's going to be Marchenko or Fantilli, and by aspect of social media, isn't the fan base that would be Fantilli. Yeah, I think it's going to be Fantilli. I think Fantilli, too. I think uh, even if Marchenko gets, quote, more votes, I think it's still rigged in a way to where they would want Fantilli there. I don't know, though. I did see one of the goalies that got selected in a fan vote. Stats were terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe. I mean, selected, though. I mean, are you? Talking like last year or like no this year they released like some they released five of the fan votes oh already. did they already release yeah. five okay I missed that and it was uh I want to say it was one of the is that Avalanche's goalie maybe I'm not sure I didn't I didn't see it I but didn't see it he what was it he was yeah his stats were bad so I, I don't think it's rigged I think it's a true fan vote <laughs> I think it's rigged I think it's whatever the team wants all right moving on first segment here we go uh this one I titled uh. Monster Elvis drama, because Elvis has a monster inside of him that's coming out, apparently. Uh, it's his IBS acting up. <laughs> Never laugh so hard. They took, they took that quote while he was in the team bathroom. Taking him we theorize that Elvis has IBS. That's yeah. why he gets sicky boy all the time. <laughs> I think they took that quote while he was having an episode. Yeah, the monster's coming out. He's like, the monster's coming out of me. <laughs> it's like that scene from uh, White Chicks. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it very well could be, you know. They a lot of a lot of echoing down in that uh, locker room. So the you know the maybe it got caught on a hot mic and you know that's what I he think. Was just taking that's a, my he theory. was just taking a shit. That's my uh, theory. So yeah, so uh, let's just kind of start from the top here, right? This is uh, the Elvis drama. Uh, that's what's been going on here this whole past week and a half, two weeks, stemming from maybe three weeks ago when he's been healthy scratched. Um, so last week, Elvis, fi- he finally spoke to the media uh, after being a healthy scratch for a few weeks. 
and this quote kind of left fans a little confused. Um, you know, he so we, so we were told that you know the reason that Elvis isn't starting is because you know we have to see what Tarasov can do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But which is also kind of surprising in a sense because in my in the back of my mind I thought Elvis was having a pretty good season at least you know to Elvis standards yeah he was um, I thought he was having a good season and I think there's been a lot of people kind of confused by the move and also Elvis very confused by the move um, so Elvis uh, he said he wasn't happy um, he's not happy with being a number one or a number two goalie he's here to be a number one um, uh, he also said that uh, you know later on in the quote. He said that, uh, you know, him and the Jackets have agreed to find a new scenario or scenario, however you pronounce it. So what's, so what's, so what's the scenario? Um, so, again, a lot of speculation surrounded those words. So that really got the ball rolling with, uh, you know, what's going on here. This is the first we're hearing of it. And also it was the first time in a handful of weeks after Elvis being scratched that the media actually asked a damn question about Elvis. Yeah. Props to them. They took, figured, it, I think it took like people tweeting at them. And being yes. Like, yeah. Can we get some? Like I, I started tweeting, not to like you know pat me on the shoulder, but or back. Uh, but like literally the next day is when the quotes came out. Not yeah. to say that I you know was the end all be all. They, they saw Jordan from the <laughs> artillery tweeted something. They're like, fuck. I, I tweeted a couple media members like, can we get some answers here, please? And on the next day, questions were being asked. Do you think there's a list of questions that they're like not allowed to ask? And you think that was on it? It seems that way because a lot of our media members seem a little timid to ask questions that you know seem to matter and what the fans kind of want to know. I know. Then, granted, a lot of the fans on Twitter, you know, they they you know they're pissed off all the time and you know. There are some questions that are just probably stupid, but I thought this one was, uh, this is the first time I actually kind of spoke out to some of the media people, like, what's going on here? I'm, I'm not in the locker room for these interviews, and you guys are down there. Can you, like, what's the deal? Can you ask a question, please? Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so finally we got an answer. And, yeah, so the, the first interview where Elvis came out, he said, you know, Jackson and I have agreed to a new scenario. Scenario, if, scenario. You, if you drink wine. I feel like that's a. I feel like scenario is like an uppity way to say it. Scenario. Does the eight dollar bottle of Barefoot from Kroger count? Yes. Okay. It does. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So uh, if you're, you know, if you have common sense, I think most people could put those two and two together. Like, okay, new scenario. Jackets and and Elvis have agreed to this. You know, I think a lot of people thought initially, okay, trade. Elvis probably wants out. That's kind of the dealio. That's what's going on. Uh, so. Moving on, though, to following the Vancouver game, uh, which was a 4-3 shootout win by the Jackets. Yeah, boy. Love to see it against the best team in the league, right? I think so, yeah. Vancouver, they were, they were hot, rolled into yeah, Columbus. Yeah, they had, they were, but they had like 61, 62 points, I think, going yeah. into that game. And uh, also just a weird start time. I, kn I knew it was, you know, it was MLK day, but a 1 o'clock start was kind of weird for me. Yeah, but I mean, but, a lot of people usually have work off. That's true. And it was I mean, hard. I don't know. We could take this out. I don't think there's an issue with it, but it was hard for me not to tweet that it was like the hockey is for everyone. And I wanted to tweet the hashtag hockey is for everyone. And then hashtag unless you work till five. <laughs> it is, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was like, because like, that's a pretty big game for the Jackets every year. It's like, yeah, it's a big yeah. thing for hockey in general. Yeah, and then like, you to do it on a 1 p.m. on a, on <laughs> yeah. a when half your I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah. good luck. Like when half your fan base has to work and half doesn't, like, all right. Cool. I will say that it was still a sellout, though. Yeah, no, it looked great on TV. Like, I was watching it. I was at work and I was watching it from work. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so after that, Elvis, uh, pretty fired up after that win. And one thing I want to I uh, take away from his on ice celebration 
Oh yeah. So the 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 direction that he looked, like he was fired up. Like once the you know once he stopped the final stop and the jacket twin whatever, like he did his thing. Like he you know was excited, like just like kind of a scary excited, like fired up. And he he looked up in a certain direction. And I'm fairly confident he looked directly into where Yarmou and JD stand. Every Does game. anybody know where they actually sit? Yes. I, yes. Okay. They sit up in the press box. They're up there with like all the radio and like yeah. So media if, if people, you are right? looking at the radio booth, like direct center eyes all the way up where Bobby Mack calls the games, the the Yarmo and JD usually sit like eight booths to the right of them, and the direction that he looked up, just like with these. The monster eyes coming out of him, it looked like it was a little directed towards them. Uh, just a little bit. Hey, get fired up, kid. But I, I could like be it. I could be speculating. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like the monster. <laughs> but yeah, and so, the monster came out and wanted me to stare at Yarmo. <laughs> so following uh, that win, uh, he was interviewed. He said, I'm mad. I'm, I'm pulling the monster out of me, uh, whatever that means. And then he proceeded to go on in that same interview and say, after my last interview, speaking of the one where he talked about a new scenario, he said, everyone knows that I requested a trade, dot, dot, dot. All my teammates were still there for me. Happy about that, blah, blah, blah. I'm just kind of summing that up. Um, so I guess... Do we want to talk about the trade talks? We're going to get into that. Okay. But my first thought here is, how do, how do we feel about Elvis's emotions here, right? So, you know, he's obviously frustrated, Get scratched three three weeks about almost the two three weeks in a row, healthy scratch, not even on the bench half the time, and I guess what are your all's thoughts on his just emotion? We know Elvis has this emotion. We've seen it year in year out, year in year out. Um, do you like that in a player? I, do you want him to just like shut up and play? I personally love an emotional player to an extent. Like after that game, I get. We're in a season where it kind of means nothing, and he like we were in a shootout. It was three three going into the shootout, but he looked sharp in the shootout. He made yeah. he made yeah. big saves in that shootout when he needed to, and I have no problem with kind of letting a motherfucker know that you did that. Like I love the emotion in a player to an extent. Like there's a time and a place, and there's like a level that you can go to without being like either cringy or like a little too much. See, I think he's I think it's gotten to the point where it's a little cringy. Uh, I, like, think, I think it's a little I think it's cringy. The mo- he needs to stop talking. Yes. The on ice emotion is cool. Yeah. Because I, I don't, th- I think, yes. I don't think there's anything scarier as an athlete than playing somebody that has nothing to lose. Like he, he has been very vocal so, f- so far that he wants to trade. Uh, the team and him have agreed that probably the best situation for him is being out of Columbus. The front office is I don't know. It, there's so many different reports and like sides that you're hearing, but basically he has nothing to lose. Like what you said about the trade talks, we'll get into it. Doesn't seem to be much outside of Columbus. I he's got nothing to lose on the ice, and the emotions that come with that of him kind of letting people know who he is if he keeps playing that way. I I don't I don't hate it. He's just got to quit trying to be like a quote machine. Yeah, I'm mad and I'm pulling the monster out of me is not something that like inspires fear. Like I don't hear that. I'm like I'm scared to shoot on. Especially this guy. when you're eight and eight. Yeah, right. Eight, but eight, eight, but eight. It's, the day and eight's a little misleading. He's played well. No, he has played well and he's kept us in many games this year. So but yeah, he's kept us out of those games. And the thing is, I don't like it because 
he's not going anywhere anytime soon. I doubt there's going to be a big interest for him, and I doubt that the Blue Jackets are going to be pushing to retain salary to get him pushed out immediately. So he's over here. If he's pointing at the front office while they're up in the press box, going like, yeah, and then he's like, I got the monster out of me, and I'm gonna, I want to get traded. He still has to play with this team, and it's going to get annoying to me that each time all I'm going to see is him playing and being like, I want to trade, and I'm bringing the monster out. And then it's just like, I don't want you here now. I think personally. I think the flip side of it though, like if he's vocal about wanting to trade, but as long as he plays well, I'm okay with it. Sure, and yeah, and time will tell on that. But I don't know. I'm just he's he exhausts me at this point. I, it's just I'm I'm good. Yeah, yeah I'm no, good. and and it just kind of seems like a lot of time Elvis, maybe he doesn't intend to make it about him, but it always comes down to being about him, and that's what's frustrating to me because he is a quote machine. He does come out and. And listen, like I'm okay with players wearing wearing their emotions, you know, on their sleeve, and I'm okay yeah. with that 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 coming out on the ice too, because hockey is a very passionate sport, especially when you're on the ice. That's why we see fights all the time because players get fired up. They're very emotional about the game, and I like that, and I'm okay with that. And uh, you know, there's all there's a time and a place, and sometimes Elvis in front of the net, you know, he gets fired up in ways that is not not the perfect timing, like the Tom Wilson fight that he got into, <laughs> like not exactly the perfect moment to do that. But I think, you know, going back to there's a time and a place for it, sure. And I'm okay with players getting fired up on the ice. But I, it's just coming back full circle year in, year out to where it feels like Elvis is just making it about him. And that's what's frustrating me. You know, I'm mad and I'm pulling the monster out of me. Okay, well, now that clip's making us runs on social media. You know, I'm requesting a trade. Last year it was I scream I screaming I screamed into the ocean for twenty minutes and I'm a fresh new man. Okay, cool, and you weren't. So like, dude, just just stop talking to the media if you if you are not gonna if you know if, if a quote's gonna come out and it just doesn't seem like it should be a quote out in the media. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know, I'm just to the point now where I'm over all this talk from Elvis. And sure, you know, Coming off a season that he that he has had a lot better season this year than last year, like I feel a little bit for him in the sense that okay, that really didn't make a whole lot of sense to, you know, play Tarasov as much as we did, especially when Elvis was having a good season. Um, I get the idea behind playing Tarasov a little bit to kind of see what we have because he is actually healthy, but it's just this whole three goalie scenario that just doesn't make sense to me. You know, if, if we want Tarasov to be the backup right now, or you know, get a good amount of ice time, maybe it's time to look at moving Spencer Martin because Spencer Martin is not a future part of this team. And, mm-hmm. you know, if we're trying to get Tarasov looks, then, you know, making Elvis a healthy scratch in this three-goalie scenario I think is a bad look for from coaching and, and front office it's personally. All, yeah. It's all embarrassing. Yeah, like I just don't know. I, I'm, I'm just – I'm lost as a fan as to what the, the solution is here because – we just get conflicting messages from front office and coaching and Elvis. Like, I think they're all three on different pages. Yeah. Especially based off yeah. of like Pascal's interviews and front yeah. office interviews <laughs> and Elvis interviews. Like it's just, everybody's on a different page. Like nothing's being portrayed in the way that it should be. They're like, there's just no cohesiveness here. It seems like one giant clusterfuck. And as a fan, I'm just sitting here like, what are we doing? This is an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. And I think part of it's kind of like, I just say this because I caught, I don't know who it was, some Blue Jackets reporter or somebody, Brian maybe, 
that was talking about uh, a quote tweet off of the Jack Eichel had successful lower after successful surgery after lower body injury. Yeah. He quote tweeted and he's like, This sport is exhausting. Just say what <laughs> Just the injury say what was, say what the surgery was and yeah. get on with it. That's, that's, it's weird that hockey is the only sport that does not specify. Yeah, yeah. and not, it, it seems like that's just how it is, especially with this stuff. Like, I also, I don't know. Another thing Elvis did was talk about, someone was like, is there, was there like personal issues? Like, is someone, are you mad at someone? Yeah. And he said, oh, that's personal. Yeah. That's, per, that's between me. Oh, that's don't personal. Even, lie. That, 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 that's personal, but everything else you, you're you don't. you about the monster yeah. you're pulling you out of yourself? No, you have no issue blurting out everything else in the media, but that's personal. Like, yeah, just be like, I'm not commenting on that. Well, that's obviously, not you're, what this is about. Obviously, you want to trade, so, I mean, you're, you're disgruntled about something, somebody, and, yeah, so just say it at this point because you're already saying everything else because you never shut your fucking mouth. I've been a, I have been supporting him far too long. With his bad play saying, like, he'll be good next year. You can listen to the pods. You can listen to the episodes. And this, I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. He's just. Yeah. He it is. Ex- he's an exhausting individual to yeah. have to. He is. With. And, like, listen, I'm not, I'm not fully blaming Elvis. I am frustrated with Elvis and the way he goes about his business. The way he's. Yeah. Hand- but, uh, I mean, everybody's hand- mishandled the business in this and, situation. And I was going to say that. Like, I'm not. He's, I'm not, not putting, he's not alone in this. I am not putting this all on Elvis. I am putting some of it on him because he, ne- he doesn't help himself in the situation. But I, I'm also blaming big time the front office because we continually, year after year, mishandle certain players. And it's just a repeat pattern of the same bullshit of players leaving, players frustrated, players wanting a trade, where it's just it's everything comes out before the front office can catch up to it. And it's yeah. just it's just we've seen it year in, year out, and you know with especially like high market players. Yeah. And the front office can't ever catch up to the story because by the time they catch up to it, like everything's already out there and it makes them look bad. Then the coach has to try to like be the front man for it. And he doesn't know what the hell is going on half the time, especially what we've seen with Pascal lately. Like when he gets in front of a microphone, Oh my God, he's abysmal. He just doesn't, he just, he's a, he's very, I can tell he's a good dude. I can tell he's really thoughtful in his responses, but I can also tell that he just doesn't know how to go about it because he hasn't been a, 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 a coach at this level ever. So, I mean, I feel kind of bad for Pascal too, and I think it all just kind of stems from the front office. I think it's just, I think it is an absolute disaster in there. And it's if we don't cut ties with these two at the helm, JD and Yarmo, I'm I'm off it. Like I like JD, I've always liked JD. Yep. But I think it's just time to cut 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 them both loose. And and you could say, well, who's going to replace him? I don't know. I'm not a professional. Fucking somebody. Like okay. some somebody. Every team finds somebody. Hell, we see what's going on with the Flyers right now. They're only a year and a half into a new GM, and they're already they're in a third playoff spot in the Metro. So like, just it's time to move on. And we have, we have tried this for 10 years, and it hasn't worked. Fans are frustrated. And also, where's ownership in all this? Like, where's the McConnells? Like, I don't expect John P. McConnell to come out and give a press conference, but it seems like we kind of have this absent owner at the moment, too, like where, where he just doesn't care about it, in a sense, because we don't see any of these moves being made that should be made. If this was a team in Canada, Yarman would have been out year three. Oh like, gosh. it's just... It, we're we're setting we're settling for mediocrity, and as a fan, I just sit back and I just like I don't even know if I want to put money into this team by buying tickets or buying my fourteen dollar beers because it's just going to go to waste. And and yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, man. I don't <laughs> it's, get yeah, it. Yeah, it's. 
That's my thoughts. I, I think it all stems from front office. I think everybody is no nobody's on the same page here, and it all it's a trickle down effect. You know, from from what's being fed to the front office to the coaching to to the players to the media. Everybody is just on a different wavelength, and nobody knows what the hell's going on. And that's just leading it all to make us look like a, the foolish organization that people want to believe we oh, are. Oh, yeah. It's making its rounds right now. I don't know. I forget what show it was or what article was posted the day, but it was like another year of drama in Columbus, and it wasn't even a local article. It was Things a national like article. Aaron Dredger yeah. or something like it's that. It's like another year of drama. That's what we're known for right now. And it's just, what are we doing? In the words of Kyle, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> Man. It's just, I, I can't, I just can't wrap my mind around it. But so moving on a little bit with the Elvis, uh, Elvis talks, this is uh, from Pierre Lebrun, uh, Lebrun. from Lebrun. Uh, Insider Trading. I believe, I think that's on TSN or Sportsnet. I don't know. Uh, so he was talking about Elvis and, and uh, you know, any, any takers on an Elvis trade right now. He says there are no takers for an Elvis trade right now. Told you. Yeah, and there won't, there won't be. I mean, maybe come trade deadline, things might heat up and we can work something off, but he says the market's pretty soft for him. The reason why he has the reason why is because he has three more years after. Yeah, nobody wants to this year. Nobody wants to buy this fucking contract. 5.5 mil per season with Elvis. Um, Elvis will have to play better when he gets the chance to help raise his value. That is from Pierre Lebron. Uh, which I mean it makes sense. The dude's got to play. The dude has, and, that, and he's he's starting tonight or Friday night versus Jersey. That Pascal yep. already said it. Um, so he has to he has to play to raise his value. Um, but again, like if a trade does come down, I don't know how we do it, but we could be stuck with Elvis for the whole year. <laughs> I mean, and he's gonna be playing with his monster outside of him. I don't whatever. And with his monster <laughs> no longer in him, that too. Well, How's my the, monster? The I think they should start is. Elvis's monster in net on Friday. Maybe, that maybe he pulled out. <laughs> I mean, if he pulled out his monster, maybe put the yeah. monster in net. Yeah, maybe his monster was holding him back this whole time. But uh, yeah, so very soft market for Elvis right now. Not surprising in the slightest. I think we all knew that. So it'll be interesting to see how this, um, how this puts. Go how this happened, or how you know the rest of the season, what happens with Elvis, and if a trade can actually happen, we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, he does get to start Friday versus Jersey per Pascal Vincent. So great, yeah, cool. Um, also, this I got this takeaway from uh, Thirty Two Thoughts podcast with Elliot Friedman. Um, he kind of hinted that maybe he's not really well received in the locker room. And that maybe some of his teammates are not too thrilled with him. Again, this is from Elliot Friedman, 32 Thoughts Podcast. Um, you know, we've, we've seen Elvis a lot, a lot of times take out his frustration on his teammates on the ice. Um, you know, I get the passion. I, I get, you know, I, I understand it. Especially when, you know, you have d con consistent defensive breakdowns in front of you. Um, so, do you guys... What do you, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think that uh, it's appropriate for Elvis to take out frustrations on teammates, like right in front of no. 18,000 fans? Is that like a maybe like a conversation you have after the game? Uh, yeah, it's a conversation. It's a conversation yeah. you have after. Stupid I think, yeah. question. I think it's one of the dumbest things. Don't, it was a stupid question. It was, it was a, a question. stupid question. You sound like the Columbus media right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to all the fans. No, What's uh, going on here? Yeah, no, that's a... Jackass. <laughs> to keep it short, it's 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 childish. You don't you don't do it in any sport. I know a lot. I know when you lose games, giving up four goals, a lot of blame is like, oh, fucking goalie. 
The goalie knows that he it wasn't all on him. The defense knows that it wasn't all on him. Offense knows it wasn't all on him. Yeah. All well, the fans, like anybody that understands the game knows that it wasn't all on Elvis. And anybody that's a fan of sports that have an individual similar to a goalie, like in baseball when you have a pitcher, like where it all kind of revolves around one person. Yeah. You don't yell at the people behind you or in front of you for shit that... Not a good teammate. No. At least not on... Not in the middle of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you cannot... Yeah, you can take that to the locker room. You can have a conversation about it. But, uh, yeah, Friedman was kind of saying that he's heard rumors that he's, he's maybe not well-received in the locker room by some players. Yeah. And that could be also an issue right now. And that could be, you know, something that is maybe a reason as to why maybe he wasn't playing for a little bit and they wanted to see what Tarasov could do. Um, but, yeah. But now, you know, we got to shop the dude, so he's got to play a little bit. You know, he's requested the trade now. <sighs> yeah, now so. he, and he's got to play. Yeah. He's got to he's got to play good. He got to play good, boys. Him and his monster. He's got to play good. All right, before we move on to segment two, got to talk about our incredible sponsors. First one, High Bank Distillery. Listen, if you don't want to eat your friends, like we talked about. Oh, yeah. In this really, really, really cold weather. That's true. I mean, it was like, I, it was negative four degrees when I took Boone out to go pee this morning. And why do I eat? Uh, so here's what you eat. There's nothing better than a comforting classic like High Bank's crispy grilled cheese and their savory house-made tomato soup. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. I'm looking at the picture right now, and I think after this podcast, I would just go there and get it right now and, you know, just eat it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, highbankco.com for more details. They also have two locations. They got the original location right across from the Grandview Yard. Their new one in New Albany and Gahanna. And then their new, new one. Their new, new one opening soon in Uptown Westerville. And uh, yeah, so you can warm up with their uh, crispy grilled cheese sandwich and their savory tomato soup. And while you're there, what also makes you nice and warm they're alcohols. Liquid warmth, baby. Liquid oh. warm. Especially the, you know, the smoked old-fashioned. They literally light it on fire, essentially. Yeah. You just drink the fire, warms you up. You drink the fire, warms you up. It's freaking great. Highbankco.com for more details. Make sure you check them out. They are an incredible sponsor, incredible local distillery there. And if you don't want the tomato soup, they have an amazing menu of anything you would want on top of that. Highbankco, check them out. Boom. And while you're at it, if you're like getting nice and a uh, little t- little tipsy after you uh, had some drinks at High Bank and some grilled cheeses, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna go to an NFL playoff game, and it'll be super cold, but it'll be worth it because I'm gonna get twenty dollars off. How you ask? Because you went to SeatGeek.com or you downloaded their app and used the promo code CBJA. And you get $20 off with your first purchase with any email. Any email. Use your mom. Use your dad. Use your cousin. Tell your dog. Get $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com using promo code CBJA for any event available. SeatGeek. Geek your seats. All right. Segment two. The button's not working. There it is. The producer wasn't working. You had a malfunction yep. over there. I was Listen, you. somebody pulled my monster out. I haven't been the same <laughs> since. All right, fair enough. My monster. Quick question about tomato soup. Do you guys yeah. only eat it with grilled cheese, or do you yeah. like eat it straight? I gotta eat it with grilled cheese. Really? I've had I it. Can't sh- do it straight. Yeah, I've had it straight before. It's yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do the dip. It's I, the dip's good, but I'll be honest. 
drop a little saltines in there. I mean, it's kind of like if I never had a cookie with a little bit of milk, I'd be good with eating a cookie as is. But knowing that milk's available yeah. after I've had it. But do you drink I a glass of milk by itself? I will, yeah. You freak. Well, I got strong bones. That chocolate milk does the same thing. It tastes way better. Chalky milk? Chalky yeah, milk. From, from K. Roger. Crognog. Cro- <laughs> chocolate milk is pretty dang good. Crognog. I've heard uh, the chocolate milk from Kroger is the best. It is it the is best. Kroger better. chocolate milk might be the greatest thing on Warren earth. also just drinks white milk by itself. Mm. So You don't have to say white milk. It's just milk. Uh, That's well, racist. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to go down that route. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Next segment. Anyways. <laughs> Moving on, here we go. So uh, this was to announce today, Wednesday, the 17th of January. Yesterday for you, today for us. Bali Sports, also under the name as Diamond Sports, that's their parent company. So dumb. Uh, they have officially struck a deal with Amazon Video, um, which you love to see because Bali Sports sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Diamond Sports, who own and manage Bali Sports, have agreed to a deal with Amazon Video and will now be showing NHL games, which includes also pre- and post-game shows. Um, so since Diamond Sports is in Chapter 11 bankrupts, bankruptcy, uh, any, any proposed deal that has, to be approved by, that has to be approved by the court, however, Diamond says it has reached an agreement. Um, so yeah, Amazon will use Prime Video to offer direct-to-consumer access, including Major League Baseball, NBA, and the National Hockey League. Um, so that includes us because we're a part of that. Uh, we're a part of that Diamond Sports dealio with Bali Sports. Um, so that will cover all the regional sports networks. Um, so yeah, looks like we're finally moving on, boys, from the shitty product that is Bali Sports. I can stop not illegally streaming it, dude. I canceled my Bali last week. I was so fed up with it. Good, so fed up. Twenty dollars a month, and it's it kept kept logging it me is, the fuck out. It's a bad service. Terrible service. And also, my biggest pet peeve with Bali, besides logging me out every time I have to try to log in, uh, is the fact that when you turn on the pregame, it doesn't automatically feed you into the game. You yeah. have to log back out of the app, mm-hmm. log back in, and then go to the game. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? In the words of Kyle. What are we doing here? What are we doing? But uh, yeah, so Amazon video taken over for uh, Bali Sports. You love to see it. Um, I didn't read all the specifics, but I mean, it looks like if you have a prime membership already, which I think 90% of Americans probably do. It's bold. I think that's pretty accurate. I don't know. I think that's bold. I mean, you don't get it. Isn't it an add on from prime? No, if you, I'm pretty, I think he is right in this fact. If you have Amazon prime, you get prime video. Yeah. yeah but I, I don't yeah, think, I, I don't right think now. as many people I as you do. think have prime video or have Amazon prime. I think so. Yeah. So I have Prime Video, and I only have it because I have Amazon Prime. But that's also just an app you can download on your TV. That doesn't mean yeah, you but have it. No, no. It's on. I watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, like if you have Prime, Prime Video comes with Prime. Yeah, I was agreeing with yeah. you. But so that's a that's a huge deal. I don't. They didn't say that there would be any additional like markups or anything yet. Maybe that's coming down the pipe. I don't yeah, know, but I don't think there will be because Amazon just has all this money. But, I mean, there could be maybe a, a, like an additional package that comes with it where you might have to pay something, but that was not mentioned in the press release at all. I'll pay it. But I uh, would, yeah, yeah, I'll pay it. Unless it's, it's $20 a month. Which I don't think it will be because Prime's like, what, $14 a month? Not even so, that. I don't, I don't know. know. But, yeah, so that's big news. Big news for us. Jack is fans or anybody that has Bali because... Any, any Bali sports watcher. 
that has to yeah use the streaming site instead of the channel. Oh, dude. Yeah. No, I've been. Yeah, the past week and a half, I've been illegally streaming. I mean, sorry, legally streaming. Stream East, baby. Yeah. I mean, it's just Damn it's man. it makes a a lot of sense because NHL. It seems like NHL makes their product so hard to watch in terms of trying to find it and trying to stream it, and it's just. Especially, I mean, granted, you could say, well, I have cable. I can watch it whenever, whatever. Okay, well, also, with all the people cutting the cord, I, I don't know the percentage on who has cable anymore, but I know none of my friends do. And I have a lot of friends warning, Braden. Hi. You got a lot of friends. You have a lot of friends? I'm just saying, like, oh, none of my friends have cable. I, I have cable. I ain't got cable. Well, you live with your parents. Okay, let's not just air that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. it's fine. It's fiscally responsible in my last year of school. Okay, uh, right. I'm on. I'm getting off the roundabout now. Wow. <laughs> I would love to tell that story. That round in, in its entirety. In its entire. It'll never in be. In, it'll never be told on the airwaves in its entirety. Braden <laughs> going straight through a roundabout, airborne. If you, yeah, that it's a great story. Something happened beforehand, but we're not going to say. Yeah, what. shut the fuck up. Actually, my <laughs> my dad listens to this podcast. Yeah. I'll tell Pastor Matt at a game one day. You could tell him on his deathbed. No, I'm going to tell him in person. No. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's something we can look forward to next season. Fifth line, little boomers. Uh, no more Bali sports. So electric. Yeah, that came out today. So I'm, dude, I'm pumped for that, man. I am absolutely pumped for that. I think Amazon, you know, they're they're a good product. You may be like, oh, well, they're just, you know, this is this big company taking all our money. I don't care. Okay, they're fine by me. They yeah. get they get my groceries here the next day. If well, I mean, it is sometimes it is. same day. If they don't if they don't change the price on the membership, and they have all the games, then great, dude. I'm here for it, baby. Absolutely here for it. Love it. All right, moving on. Quick and simple. There. All right, Warren, you ready? Oh, yeah. This is game time with Warren. Oh, baby. Game time with Warren. Do you want game music in the background? Uh, no. No? We're good. We don't yeah, need it? No. What do you mean? This one was You're like breaking pr- producer Brayden's heart. I like there. hitting the buttons. Good. <laughs> Warren. Choke on it. Um, All right. Play a little bit. Put a low volume I don't in the want background. to anymore. No, we need something for games. I don't want it to be out of pity. I wanted you to want it. I want you, you to want me. We'll just keep doing that. I need you to need me. Love next. I love you love me. I don't know the next part. That's all I know. I think we nailed it. We have good harmony there. Yeah, that good. Bad at all. Pretty damn. We should good. start a boy band or we a could. middle-aged man band. <laughs> Elders. <laughs> Elders. Elders band. So Elders and son. I. Yes. I, I walked into Jordan's and he's like, I ain't got much. You do a game. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so in, uh, in uh, correspondence with uh, the last episode, we did a uh, 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 family feud. Yeah. Um, we're going to do Mad Libs. Oh, <laughs> There's no <laughs> I actually, blue jackets I mean, I'm, correlation. I'm okay with that. Mad Libs is fun. Dude, does somebody vote who wins, who has the best, best Mad Libs? I think it's just, we can, but uh, mm. I think we just... <laughs> Okay. Have a little I, fun with it. I think we just do. I think me and Jordan do our own separate. Yeah, I think so too. That would be fun. So. Are you hockifying it, or did you just find a random? Mad no, yeah, no hockifying option. So okay, uh, I like this actually. We're gonna uh, just quickly go through these, and starting with Jordan. You're stealing um, this from Jimmy Fallon. Never hey. watched him. I also stole Family Feud from Steve Harvey. His so. thank you. <laughs> well, true. I don't. It's not Steve Harvey's. It's oh, been on I know. the air forever. 
It's Richard Dawson. Yeah, yeah I remember he was Richard. kissing his contestants all over. No, that wasn't Richard Dawson, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, who was the who was the guy that played Tim the, the Tool? Yeah, the Tim the Tool. Tim man. Allen. No, no Tim was, the Tool Man's his assistant, Al Roker. Not Al Roker. <laughs> 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 it was his name was Al on the show. Oh, Alan. Oh, I in the show. I was gonna say Alan Alda. No, but. no, <laughs> he's dead. But yeah, I'll tell you what. You guys are doing great. <laughs> we all should right. list the loved him in Mash. Yeah, we'll do that later. <laughs> So let's let's list the best Family Feud hosts from start to finish. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey's the best. Yeah. Thought about killing myself. (laughs) (laughs) I still want music behind this. I want it. Okay. I'll I'll just like just like faintly. I'll do it. Just to differentiate that we are doing a game. Um, uh, I don't like this music. I want to go first. Let's go. You will. Let's go. (laughs) This is the worst. Oh, not that one. <laughs> yeah, just nice little subtle. We can do family feed music. Yeah, we'll just put it back here in the background for the listeners. And uh, so I tried to just download the uh, regular Mad Libs app, but it wouldn't let it wouldn't open. So I had to do adult Mad Libs. So Ooh, I like that a little bit better. more uh, sensual. Maybe. Give them a little more racy. So, Jordan, yeah, give me a part of the body, plural. Don't do the obvious one. <laughs> Butt cheeks. Butt cheeks. <coughs> Jordan, give me a plural noun. Watermelons. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> give me a noun. Uh, rake. A rake. I looked at my 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 bush over there or my snake plant. It, <laughs> it made you think of rake, rake. a plant <laughs> yeah. that is no more than a foot long. <laughs> yes. Made you think of rake. Yeah. I, I saw it. I saw dirt there. Another noun. Um light bulb. You're really creative. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> just looking at things. Right. I can see his every time you read the prompt, his eyes are going. Rick, are you just looking at things and saying you love them? I love lamp. I love lamp. I love lamp. I love lamp. Adjective. Um kinky. Huh? Kinky. That adjective describes something, right? Yeah. Okay. Plural noun. Um let's go with um hats. That's not yeah, hats. And we may be able to like just like skip some of this because it might take a while. Okay. And then just read it all out so people aren't <laughs> just hearing you say every single I thing. I think we have to do it. All right. Adjective. Um voluptuous. You freak. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm spelling that right. Oh, you'll, no. you'll know when There's a V, it. an L, a P. Plural noun. Plural noun. Let's go with toilets. 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 Number. Uh, 700,242. Noun. About halfway. Halfway. Okay. Now let's go with... Um, uh, noun pillow. <laughs> Gonna put some uh, cheese in my lip, like a true Italian. Adjective. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> noun. Uh, Zimbabwe. As in zins in your mouth. Okay. Yes. I was like, the country? <laughs> no. Noun. 
Uh, let's go with... Um, Quit looking around the room and I, use your brain. I can't think of things. Beer can. <laughs> Adjective. Adjective. Um, lumpy. Lumpy? Lumpy. Lumpy. <laughs> Noun. <laughs> uh, let's go with um, candle. I love candles. Candles are great. If you don't have candles, you're doing life wrong. See, there's a company selling candles that smell like Travis Kelsey without his knowledge. <laughs> How's that work? <laughs> well, I don't know. He brought it up. Somebody tweeted at him, and he's like, did you know they were selling these? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. Name of a co-worker. Uh, Jeffrey. 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 Adjective. Um, Sparkly. There you go. And part of the body. Um, toes. It didn't say plural. Toe, sorry. Thank you. Toe. Are we going to read these right after? I think I'm going to read it right after. I, I like have that. to. Okay. Warren, can you do it in like some sort of adult sensual voice? Of course. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Nice and sultry. <laughs> the title of this one is... Hangover Cures. I have this app. <laughs> I also need to know this because I need a hangover cure. You're unsteady on your butt cheeks. Mm-hmm. You're breaking out in cold watermelons. And you have a splitting rake. <laughs> ache. <laughs> rake ache? Mm-hmm. <laughs> rake ache. <laughs> yep. It's a hangover. <laughs> and you need help. Cure number one. <laughs> the bloody light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a sexual there is no kinky substitute <laughs> the curative hats in this voluptuous drink are astonishing cure number two the coffee cure many toilets swear that nothing equals 700,242 cups of black pillow to rid you of that moist headache <laughs> I hate when my headaches are moist. Mm. That's the worst. Cure number three, the shower cure. Okay. This one works like a Zimbabwe. Oh, hey, 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 you're wrong. We're getting somewhere. For most people, stand under the beer can. Alternate between hot and lumpy water. (laughs) If these don't work... Get on your cell candle and call Jeffrey. He is a sparkly friend. He will cover your toe at work. Okay. I mean, the third one was pretty close. Lumpy water. You guys ever had thick water? Hot and lumpy water. I mean, I had a weird, I had well water growing up. But That's it was, not thick water. I, it's slimy water. Thick water is like slimy. maple syrup. No. But with no flavor. That. It literally is just thick. <laughs> never, never had that. I mean, the third the third cure was pretty spot on. You, you said beer and zins. It works like a Zimbabwe, and <laughs> then a on. shower beer. Come I'm on, like a, I'm more of a bloody light bulb guy for me. <laughs> yeah. All right, that wasn't bad. It wasn't too bad. All right, the next one is for bright bright. Adverb. That ends in L Y. I know right? what a f- yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll say I know what an adverb is. Um, sensually. Mm. 
Give me a noun. <sighs> Plug. Yeah, it's not as easy as it yeah, thinks, Mister. Looking at the room. <laughs> well, I was. I had a. There's a first part to that one. No, okay. No, it popped in my head, and I was like, I can't. It's a family podcast. It's not. <laughs> part of the body. But areola. Nice. It's better than saying tits. Knockers. Whoa. Yeah. Hey. Sorry. Bazungas. I think of uh, calcium uh, cannons. Um. <laughs> Austin Powers. <laughs> Are you talking about the doll with the guns coming out of her? No, whenever they're like talking about like what's in space, and they're like, looks like a couple of oh yeah melons, <laughs> melons for sale. <laughs> you got nice, and then it's like the the Titans fan, but the guys with the A and S A and N painted on their body are gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Uh, verb ending in ing. Um. Verb is something you can Yeah, it's an action to. word. I'm trying to think of a good one. Um, spitting. Spitting. Nice. Noun. Um, shaft. All right. Nice. Occupation. Um, that's a good one. Occupational therapist. Way to make him type for three minutes yeah. of dead air time. I'll talk. <laughs> Occupational therapist. You can do physical therapy. Okay. Okay. You can do other therapies. Got it. Noun. Um. Uh. Magnet. Good one. Thank Good you. one. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Plural noun. Cushions. <laughs> Brandon, you're just looking at things <laughs> from the room and saying that you like them. Dude, it is hard when you're on the spot. I know. Part of the body, plural. Mm, it's better than areolas. Um, <laughs> rectums. Didn't know I had two. Rectums? I already knew her. <laughs> Damn near killed him. <laughs> Adjectives. Adjective. Uh, sopping. S-O-P-P-I-N-G. Can you use that in a sentence? I am sopping wet. Got it. Noun. Um, toaster. <laughs> All right. Definitely not looking around. <laughs> I looked down when I said that one, and then I looked up to see if you even had a toaster. I do have a toaster. Plural noun. Mm. Toasters. <laughs> I'm just going to make it kitchen-themed. <laughs> um, nice. Knobs. Knobs. Nice. Plural noun. God bless. Straps. <laughs> this is getting kinky. That's what I'm saying. Part of the body. Oh, boy. Another one. <laughs> um, no or fair. You got three. Orifices. <laughs> Just straight up. Orifies. Orifies? Orifies. Or a people? Or a Boris. Or a Boris. Realis. Verb past tense. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. You just <laughs> fucked. Oh God. <laughs> All right. Adjective. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Soaking. 
That's a good one. I'm a city. I was set erect. <laughs> I like soaking. I don't. Do you know what the Do you know what soaking means in the Mormon community? Yes, that's that's what I. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. If you don't know what it is, you can look it up. <laughs> Google, Google it, please. <laughs> yeah. Urban Dictionary soaking. Mormon. Or if you're young enough, ask your parents. <laughs> don't ask your parents. Ask your. Yeah. All right. Title of this one is Pickup Lines. Oh, baby. <laughs> Same on. thing. Voice? Yeah, sultry, please. Right. Ever heard of these before? If so, <laughs> run away sensually. Oh. Can I buy you a plug? <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> or do you just want the money? <laughs> is, that just, is, that, is that the whole pickup line? Yeah. That's okay. a bar right there. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> this is going to get awesome. <laughs> Your areola must be real tired. <laughs> Because you've been spitting through my <laughs> shaft all night long. Oh, <laughs> Your father must have been an <laughs> occupational therapist. Oh, God. Because he stole the magnet from the cushions <laughs> and put them in your rectums. <laughs> Y'all got to write these down because these are, you all can use these. <laughs> if, so, if one of you listeners sends me a video of you using one of these lines on a bar, I will give you $20. It's worth it. Here's one for you. I need you to repeat that last one. Um, okay. Your father must have been an occupational therapist because he stole the magnet from the cushions and put them in your rectums. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Each one. Is it sopping in here? Or is it just you? I mean, it could be. That's a good one. Do you have a toaster? No. How about a date? <laughs> what? Look at all those knobs. <laughs> and me with no straps. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have a bandage? Oh Lord, I know it. I know what it is. Because I skinned my orifices when I fucked for you. God bless. Oh God bless America. <laughs> Woo! And lastly, I may not be the most soaking guy in the room, but I'm the only one talking to you. <laughs> All right, that's such a put down <laughs> of a pickup line. <laughs> but who else you gonna talk to? Oh, that was Mad Libs. <laughs> that was great. Well, oh, yep, that was CBJ Mad Libs. <laughs> CBJ Mad Libs. Oh my god! I think God. we're all CBJ. We're all losers here. We're all dumber <laughs> for having to play the part of this. That was a hell of a game. Oh man, we should do that more often. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was good. Oh my god. We'll uh we'll we'll post all each of our answers on on Twitter. Well, we'll post the pickup lines to let you guys you know you'll be able to use them later on online. I'm telling you, some of those Maybe. are gonna work yeah. if they saved. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I hope they did. All right, let's get social. Let's answer some questions from from X. It's fucking Twitter. X. Twitter. All right, what do we got here? Um. Sent it out four hours ago. We had um, some responses. 
I'm going to do just like I what what Kyle did last time. Not even going to read them, just going to go down the list. I like that. All right, first one from Zach. As Zach, create ideal trade returns for Elvis? Anything. The monster that he pulled out of him. <laughs> I think uh, what we do with Elvis is we put him on waivers. Nobody claims him, and he has to suffer in Cleveland for the whole rest of and the year. And we call up our Lord and Savior, Jet Greaves. Jet Greaves. That's what we do. Uh, but no, realistically, ideal trade scenario with Elvis... Dude, I don't even know. Because I think they have... We have a promising young crop of goaltenders. Um, Tarasov's looked okay. Jet Greaves is popping off in Cleveland. Granted. And he played well when he was up here. That's the thing. He played well when he was up here. And that's what I wanted to see out of Greaves. And we saw it. We absolutely saw it. So, and you that, know, the whole argument of like, oh, an AHL goalie, we don't know what he's going to be in the NHL. Well, we've seen Greaves up here. The small small sample size. Very small sample size. So, he's looked good. So, I don't think we're, you know, we're going to be looking necessarily for like a goalie in return. But I don't know, man. Like, we're, we're completely strapped defensively unless we make some trades at the deadline. So, I don't think a defenseman is something that we're would be interested in. So uh, I would, I know we're strapped, but we need a defenseman. We do. I mean, we're definitely struggling. We're towards the bottom of the league when it comes to defense. Um, I think it's some type of forward that comes in. Um, McDavid. Uh, yeah. So one, <laughs> you put him one, at defense. One for one. Come <laughs> yeah, on. He would. Uh, I, I know you're arguably one of the best offensive players <laughs> in recent memory. But we're we going to put you in the second pairing with Good Branson. <laughs> Just hear us out here. Just hear us out. Here's no out. one's going to expect it. Yeah. If you work at it, you might get good at it. <laughs> I think it's some type of forward. That's my thoughts, but I could be way off. I I think they I honestly I know we're strapped for defensemen. We have so many young guys down in the pipeline that we have come up and down. I I think we package I mean, there's been rumors or like mumblings, rumblings, tumblings all year of a couple of like peak being being in trade talks. I think yeah. they could get packaged with Elvis and we get like a we get a top pairing defenseman back. I would agree that whatever the Elvis deal is, whenever it happens, which, you know, who knows when that'll happen because we just talked about the market being not great for him. I do believe it will be a, some type of package deal. Yeah, like there's going to be half. There's going to have to be so much finagling trying to get some of that contract. You know, we're going to have to eat some of it, but I think a lot of it's going to stem from yeah. a potential package type deal. We're going to have to retain. Yeah, because what's the max? Fifty percent. I don't even know. On the probably we're going to. I think to. we're going to have to retain the full yeah. amount yeah, that we have to. Yep. All right, next one. Uh, subjectively speaking, at Subjectively Pod. Friend of the pod. Friends of the pod. Also, they did a great night at the hockey. They did. Everyone they did a really night. cool job. Yeah, it was really cool having them be there as a representative for it. Yeah. It was cool. They did Love a them. fantastic job. Hockey is for everyone. Not a question, just saying we're excited to see what 2024 brings for the artillery. Hashtag podcast friends. I'm excited to see they I'm excited to see what starts for them. Or yeah, starts what are they for gonna it. do? <laughs> what, what, what are they gonna do? Win another award? It's <laughs> awesome. It's freaking cool, dude. Sweet, man. We, yeah, should, already, we should like seriously. we should collab together and host like the CBJ awards or something. Yeah. Like the the artilleries. The Dundies. The Arties. The Dundies. The Arties. The, Arties. <laughs> the busiest beaver. Yeah. <laughs> it says pushies. <laughs> um, we could just like, we could live record it and we like, we all dress in like tuxes and we just come out on. I'm going to wear a white t-shirt with a tie. You can be the, the stand-up comedian that opens up. 
that bombs. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say if we ever got a chance to do what they did, I think that we should just take that as an opportunity to just do a live, like commentating of a game. Oh, I think it would be awesome. About, like being the commentators, being Joe, Jeff Rimmer. Yeah. Yeah. I think. See how that goes. I think it would go so well. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes. They scored. As much, Wenberg's hot. As, Wenberg's as much hot. as we give Jeff Rimmer a hard time with the names. He's entertaining as hell. I'm just saying, like, if you get me up on, you know, the press level, and I got to try to watch that and see who's out on the ice, I, yeah, I feel, I'd, I'd mess it up, too. It, it is it is harder yeah. than, you, than I think we yeah. let on. But fucking up, <laughs> he has so many name fuck-ups. Yeah. I'm here for it. Also, but yeah, this last year, man, I'm, I'll miss Rims. Eh, I certainly will. Yeah. Blue Jacket stable for years. I will. All right, next one. John Young at CBJ underscore chef. Number one, Kyle better be spicy tonight. He's so, not here. So spicy. What are we doing? We couldn't even put him on air. Am <laughs> have to be somewhere. You got to be here. It's every Wednesday, Kyle, you know. You butt. Stupid Number dummy. two, what's funnier, the FO, front office, fumbling the goalie situation or the reports no teams are interested in Elvis? I think it's funnier. 100% the latter. Yeah, it's so funny. After he's like, yeah. I'm taking the monster out of me. <laughs> and then everyone's like, very next day. All right. No teams are interested. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyways. Really cool. Gosh, 100% that. It's so yeah. funny. I mean, the whole situation, obviously, we've already talked about it, but the front office, I'm just not surprised. Like, yeah. that's the thing. I'm not surprised about how they have fumbled this so terribly because they have consistently done it year in and year out. So, um, yeah, I think it's funny because, like, yeah, what you guys just said, the quote coming out of Elvis, the monster's out of me, and then all of a sudden, next you day. Uh, <laughs> you can keep putting back in. <laughs> Put him back yeah, in. Next day, reports are, you know, national news. Nobody's interested in Elvis. Nobody's hard for Elvis. Nobody's yeah. hard for Elvis. Next one, the CBJ haters at the CBJ haters. Uh, never met him. We know. I know who it is, but I can't <laughs> say it because he has an alter ego or something. Then he'll be figured out. Uh, trade for Tom Wilson? I'm guessing for Elvis. Yes yep. or yes? One for one. <laughs> I love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Actually, I hate it, but <laughs> give I think me, it'd be so funny. Dude, give me what's lacking on this team right now? Grit. Grit and just like dirty players. Heart <laughs> and soul, man. That's what's lacking. And I think... on. And I'm not here to. Sh I'm not shitting on Boone at all. Um, I'm just saying, like, our but the best captain we ever had was Nick Felino, and I feel like he was a vocal leader. I don't know that Boone is that. And I'm again, I'm not shitting on him being a captain because I think he's the best option right now at this particular moment. But I think in that locker room, I think we're missing somebody that has that heart and soul. Not to say Tom Wilson's that guy. I'm not saying that at no, all. No, he's not. I'm just saying in terms of just generality of what we're missing on this team is that kind of player. But yeah. I was not comparing them to be captains. I was just kind of... We trade for Tom Wilson and we make him captain. <laughs> I was just kind of going on a tangent. I was going on a, another tangent for a He's whole other conversation. But I do love Tom Wilson and I would take him one for one, but that'll never happen. Next one. Gopnik Hockey Life. It's Gopnik Hockey Life. Apparently it's like Slavic. Dude, off, off shoot really quick. His graphics are awesome. It's Every time he asks a question. A little it, AI magic that dude. comes through. It's time for Gopnik question. I didn't even see that at the bottom. <laughs> it's time for Gopnik question. He's going to be happy, too, because the last couple episodes, he said that we did not answer Why his question. Why you no answer my question? <laughs> so, many fans are expecting for CBJ organization to clean house after this season. 
But let's say somehow Yarmo plays his best prospect pool in franchise history card, and the McConnells allow him more time to develop his creation. How should the fans accept this decision going into next season? Paper bags on the heads and boycotting the games. Oh, yes. Oh, like, there is a point in the aspect of, What was of that like, noise again? Got it. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. I will... Like, he... We do have such a great pool. But the issue is... It, it's the monsters situation... Monsters popping off. Of it's like, not Elvis's monster, but yeah, the monsters yeah. popping Yeah, <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. It's somewhere. He um, lost it, actually. Where is it? <laughs> um, I don't know where I'm going with this. It's just... How are we going to utilize the prospects? Are we going to put them in the wrong positions? Mm-hmm. Are we going to take this center and be like, you should try goalie? Are we going to not play them and frustrate the fuck out of them and make them want to get out of Columbus? Live in ice time whenever it's a all for not season. I uh, That's I a- understand playing that card, and if he did, like we said before the start of this season, at the end of last season, if he does not fire Brad Larson, we want him gone after this year. He let him go. And that was our decision of, like, if he lets him go and he starts making some good decisions when it comes to obvious scenarios, we got two years with him. After that, get him out. So if he's still here after this season, fine. I'm, I'm good with it, personally. Here's but, the thing. Yarmo, uh, Yarmo has played all of his cards, and he played them all probably, I would say... Almost perfectly. Six, no, he played them all, like, six years into his tenure here. Like he's yeah. he's already played his cards. We've already seen what Yarmo can do. We already had we've already had prospect pools with what with Yarmo's guys, and now we're currently seeing the results of that, and we're not bearing any fruit from it. Like, sure, are there good are there are there talented guys on this roster? Yes. Are there are there you know prospects that are you know have a lot of promise in this league? Yes. But I don't trust the front office and the coaching to develop them the proper way that they should be developed. And I'm to the point now where Yarmo's already showed all his cards. Yarmo should not be here another year. Yarmo needs to leave. He needs to go. And I think we give Yarmo a lot of credit for, you know, ushering in um, the jacket success early on when he was first here. But we can't also forget that a lot of those players weren't even his. And Yarmo, mm-hmm. Yarmo took the team a different direction after, tra- after the mass exodus, <clears throat> after uh, the Tampa Bay sweep that year. And, you know, pretty much all these players, I think the only players that exist that were, were here when Yarma first got here might be Boone Jenner and maybe Zach Wawrinski. And, and at this point, now none of these players are from the old regime. This is all Yarmo's team. And we're sitting here, but, you know, year two of, of just an absolutely just abysmal season of, of his whole little t- type of rebuild. These are all his guys. It's not working. His cards have been shown. It's time for Yarmo to kick rocks. Yeah. And if, you know, the fans should expect... The fans should expect him not to be here next year. And if Yarmo tries to, you know, pull the wool over the, the 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 ownership, like I have all these prospects, look at me. Don't care. We have tried this. It ain't working. It's time to move on. Yeah, I mean, I get it is the best prospect pool in in memory for the Jackets. But what has he done with the prospects he has drafted? They all want to leave. They all like they all get pissed off. They all get misused. There's they so, all get mismanaged. Yeah, they. I mean, I just, I don't think he knows how to use the pro. It's like, yeah, that's a cool prospect. You picked him up. He develops well. But the minute they get in Columbus, something goes wrong. Yeah. And we never keep many of these prospects. No. At all. So I, I don't, I don't, think, also, he, I don't like, think he has that card to play. And Yarmo is also the, he's the greatest salesman. He, he, you know, in the media prior to seasons, 
Like, he'll be like, oh, we have this guy coming up. We have this guy coming up. We have the Bimstrom. We have the Texier, you know. Like, we have he, – he sells us on these guys, and they're going to be the next greatest thing. And, and all of a sudden, you know, where's Texier been at? Nowhere. Where's Bimstrom been at? Up and down between Cleveland and Columbus. Ugh. You know, wait – and all, and also the guys that we expect, you know, these prospects that we that we draft in here, and they, they develop in Cleveland, they look good, they come to Columbus, and all of a sudden we misuse them, mismanage them, and we can't figure out where to put them because we put them in the wrong positions, and they can't figure out how to play because they got drafted in one position, now they're playing in another position. Yarmos, he doesn't know what he's doing at this point, and you can't convince me otherwise. He's got to go. He's got to go because it all starts from him. Yeah. And you know damn well, you're, I hate to say it, but Pascal, Again, seems like a great guy, but he also seems like a puppet right now. Ugh. You know, he seems like a puppet in all the moves that are being made. You know damn well, Yarmo sat Pascal down and said, hey, we're going to sit Elvis for three weeks, two, three weeks. We're going to see what Tarasov can do. And then Pascal didn't know how to portray that in the media, and it came off like he was a bumbling fool. So all I'm saying right now is Yarmo, he's shown all his cards. He's got to go. And if he tries to convince the ownership that, oh, we have this amazing prospect pool, cool. Well, we don't know who these prospects are until they come into the National Hockey League because the AHL is a whole other whole thing. So, no. The dude has got to go. There is another aspect. I just kind of thought of this when you were talking about this, of like vocality. I miss just that, that, that fire of torts. Mm-hmm. And you know what is also really cool in that time frame? Our team was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. We were a playoff team. Stop sniffing my shoulder and my elbow. I love you, buddy. Um <laughs> And it, it, so, who was it before him? Uh, Todd. Todd was Richards? it Richards? Before Torts, yeah. Yeah. Dud. <laughs> hey, he, hey, he got us our first playoff win. Dud. Dud. In terms of, like, you know, his presence in the media and his, yeah, yeah I get that. And obviously with his team. He was definitely a player's coach. Torts was a no-nonsense coach. That's what we need. Torts is a yeah. coach. Who do coach. we have after Torts? Yeah. Brad Larson. Dud. Yeah. No vocality, no volume, no one of the uh, one of the softest coaches I think I've seen in you know, like a professional. Same league. thing with Pascal. Same thing. Well, we, Tired. I mean, yeah. I just there's nothing to get excited about when no. you listen to him. You just want to go mute. Yeah, I'm gonna push mute. Skip well, when the you video. listen to him talk, you're like, huh? Yeah. Yep. Oh well. Again, I think Pascal is a nice guy. I just sure. I just think this is his first year in the National Hockey League as a coach. And I think that he has not figured out, like, I feel like Yarmo just has a little more control on him because he just seems kind of almost almost weak in a sense. Well, it's because I said it when we went with Pascal after the whole Babcock fiasco. There is a reason Pascal got passed up twice yeah. as the head coach. There's a reason he got passed up twice. He's not ready. He's not ready. Yeah. And I... And I think getting thrown into this situation where it's like we didn't end up keeping the coach that they hired and that we wanted and that we know is a good coach, albeit bad guy, um, I, I, it's, it's just frustrating. Like, Pascal, I think, is just so puppeteered by the front office. Like, I don't think... Yeah. As much as we do shit on him for some of these moves, I don't necessarily think all of them are his. They're not. They're not his. And also, something that's kind of frustrating to me is... I, from the outside looking in, I f- it almost feels like Pascal's trying to throw his, you know, his weight around like I'm the head coach, which he is. And he should have that respect from the players that he is the head coach. But I feel like he's kind of, maybe he came in strong right away like, you know, 
young guys, you aren't playing this much time. Like, I feel like he kind of threw his weight around and to the to the point where the players were like, well, we don't even know who you are, really. Like, yeah. wh- like why are you, like, pulling this stuff? Like, he, I, mean, they, I feel like he never played the best players, and he just, I, I don't know. Like, I, or not necessarily the best players, but he just never put the, the best roster out there because he was trying to prove a point or trying to prove that he could do this, you know, his way, where, you know, granted, it, it, it should be his way on paper, or, like, you know, he's the head coach. Sure. But I think, you know, he just, he's, I, to me, it looks like he's just in over his head from from every perspective as a fan. Yeah. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Next one, Joshua Kirk at Captain Kirk 121. I'm getting confused by the absolute volume of confusing moves now. We are too. But how much of the roster decisions that people are mad at Pascal Vincent for do you think are being forced by Yarmo? Well, we Pascal just- Vincent is held as a great player developer, but moving Fantilli to the wing just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and that's we just kind of touched on it a little bit. I yep. mean, I feel like we all kind of agreed a little bit to the sense that Yarmo's, you know, I feel like Yarmo's still kind of pulling the strings there. Yep. Um, but again, I I still do think that I do think that Pascal just makes moves that just don't make sense too. I, I think I think it's you know it's a collaborative effort there, but I think Yarmo definitely does or Yarmo does hand down Pascal orders mm-hmm. for sure, especially with the Elvis Tarasov thing. Um, when it comes down to you know. Fantilli going back to wing and Boone, you know, slotting back in at center. Uh, maybe that is a Pascal thing. You know, I don't, it could be a Yarmo thing too, but that doesn't make sense. But uh, again, to what his first part of that question is, a lot of things haven't made sense this year, and I'm very confused. Yep. So, yeah, I, 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 they're both in it. They both know what's going on, and, and they leave us confused as fans because nothing is articulated very well at all yep. in, in, into the media. Yep. Yeah, man, I don't get it either. Next one, Jackets Comrade. At I like the Jackets. Do you think ja- uh, Texier is being underutilized? My opinion is that he's a middle six winger, but not at his best on the fourth line with guys like Curls and Danny. Do you think he could do more, or do you think this is who he is nowadays? I think that's. I don't think that's a fair statement because I think Corrali and Danforth have been playing some of their best hockey this year. Danforth have been well. Maybe not the whole year. But throughout, they've both had spurts where they've been playing very good hockey. And I think Texier is a good enough player. No. Texier is... Uh, you got to get... Before this year... No. Coming back, I think Texier is a good enough player on that line to make things happen. On that line, sure. I mean, he can make some things happen. I don't, I don't think he's a middle six winger. I, I could see him being on a third line. But I don't think he's shown anything to prove no, that he should move This is just another move by Yarmo that just did not make sense. Like, Texier's had moments. Texier has looked good. Sure, he had the, you know, the, what do you call that thing? French poke, the, baby. <laughs> yeah, the French poke. Russian poke, no. Um And, you know, he went on that year hiatus where, you know, he was struggling with something, and I'm not going to you know, get into that. He had to fix himself, and that's completely fine. And Yarmo was all in on him again. He was like, all right, come back, Texier. We, got, we want you back on our team. And I was very hesitant to that idea. Missing a year of the National Hockey League, That'll put you back a little bit. And I, he came, Texier, you know, they had him in some positions early in the season where, you know, he had some moments where he, I was like, all right, cool, maybe we have, maybe Texier's better. And he's gotten better, you know, dealing with his stuff and, and playing overseas for a little bit. But, no, we're getting the same Texier we had two years ago. And he's just, Texier's not the player he's all cracked up to be. Is he a good player? Sure. Is, is, is he a great player? No. And Fine. Yeah, we, he's a bottom six guy at best. And he's also a guy, he's one of Yarmo's guys that is, is not panning out. 
As simple as that. He's not panning out. Hasn't panned out. Like, I think he was good in the Tampa Bay series because of his unpredictability and nobody knowing who he was right off the bat. And I think player teams have figured him out, and all of a sudden now Texier is pretty much non-existent on the ice most nights. Yep. Same. Yep. Uh, next one, Seth Olam at Seth Olam. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, Olam. Uh, what do I do if someone hit me and I can't go to the Blue Jackets game? What do you mean hit you? I I would assume based on the fact he can't go. I'm a car wreck? Like he got hit with a car, like by a car. Were you in a car? Or were you standing and got hit? <laughs> there's so many questions. Did somebody there's, hit there's you if someone just fist to face? You? Yeah, suck somebody, it up and yeah, go to the game. Somebody punched you. Just you You're going to look good and hurt. just say, like, I'm a hockey player. People will be like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if you got hit by a car and you, you're in a hospital and you can't move, just stay in the hospital <laughs> and don't <laughs> move, my guy. And there's also, there's no reason to go to a Jackets game right and now. And see if they have yeah. Valley Sports streaming and just watch it on the game. Which, I mean, it's probably not Amazon streaming. It's, yeah, it's probably not streaming. It's probably fucked up in the hospital. They probably mm-hmm. can't get Valley Sports in there because it's impossible to find anywhere without paying $20 a month. And then it, then it lags and it'll log you out 10 times. Go Valley Sports. Just get on the, the radio and listen to Bud <laughs> McGee. If, yeah. if you got hit by a car, well wishes, man. But if it was fist-to-face, <laughs> grow up. Suck it up and go to the game. Grow up. up. Rub some dirt, rub some dirt on it. Get into the get into the game. Because I love you. Next one, D G. What's up, Dana? At the Dana Mag or at Dana Mag seventy five. With shows like Full Swing, Drive to Survive, and Breakpoint, if the NHL did something similar to increase fan base, would you rather it be team focused like Hard Knocks or player specific? Marchie would be great. Mark Andre Fleury, Ovechkin, guys with personality. Who else? I would want to. I feel like a hard knocks NHL show would be kind of hard good. knocks would be pretty sweet. It's I think it would be really good. It's got to go by team. I mean, I also you I can mean, do both so well. Oh yeah, I think you have so many personable and marketable guys in the NHL. You could do a player specific, but I did think he compare it to drive to drive to survive. These he, yeah. well okay. yeah like shows like that yeah. But and I like, feel I feel like if you want to do an initial push, you would do like a like a. a a player focused thing. Yeah. Where yeah. each episode is someone else, yeah. like the full swing. And then another show where it's more like Hard Knocks. Because Hard Knocks is funny. <clears throat> it's sweet too. And I like love it's it. It's so cool to watch inside. Just, yeah, watch everything behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean the the Drive to Survive one especially. I mean that was that was very big for the growth of F one just in America alone. Like all, yeah. after that all of a sudden everyone's like an F one fan. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think it would definitely benefit hockey to do something. I think it would start off like that. Like, you know, yeah. follow, like, maybe six to eight players around the league, just, like, their daily life and, and yeah, and the whole dynamics of them being a National Hockey League player. I think that would be – to get that insight, I think it would be kind of cool for people to watch behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. Which, I mean, we get some of that. Like, the Blue Jackets do a good job with behind the battle, but I think just to go more in-depth. sport-wide. Yeah, more in-depth. That would be pretty dope. Yeah. Have the people that do behind the battle do it. Yeah. That'd be cool. They won an Emmy for it. Yeah, sweet. Good question. Bye, Dana. Uh, next one, Blake at Blake B one hundred and seven. We got a few more. We're gonna go through them. Let's likelihood, go. likelihood of cleaning house after this season. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I would. I would say it's eighty to ninety percent. I go fifty fifty. I don't say sixty five. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about ownership and their involvement right now. I don't know how. I don't know what dirt Yarmo has on the McConnell family that he stuck around for ten years. I'm just. I'm at a loss completely. Um, I'm going 50-50 chance. I really don't know. Well, like, kind of- like at my heart of hearts, like me personally, I'm hoping 100% it happens. Absolutely. 
but I just I don't know if it'll happen. Yeah, and that kind of pulls to another question from Dan Dissinger at Ohioan27. Uh, at what point does the McConnell family clean out the front office? Do you think they accept losing as long as the tickets sell? I th- I don't think so. I, I think of, no. Because, I mean, at some point the tickets are going to stop selling. Yeah, and I feel like this is like probably the first year in a long time that the fans are fully just pissed off. Granted, is the barn still full most nights? Yeah. I mean, the tickets are selling. And, like, <laughs> and back in like 2006, 7, 8, like when we were just pure garbage – um, maybe a little earlier than that, but, um, you know, it was half empty most nights and they, they had, they had a reason to like, Oh, we got to do something. Yeah. But I'm not saying that that's the end all be all, you know, it's good to see that, you know, hockey is thriving here, even yeah. when this team sucks, yeah. but, um, doesn't mean that'll always be the case. <laughs> no. Yeah. True. But, but, but I think th- I'm just saying that I feel like this is the first year where fans are actually just pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. In a long time. In and a long time. It yeah. is that, uh, that uh, I can't remember where I saw this, but it was like something like, so you take that uh, game against Toronto where we were up five to one and then we let them tie and we ended up beating them in overtime six yeah. five. Um, there were some posts like talking about like how delusional are the McConnells when it comes to this organization to where like they'll have their nice fancy steak dinner and then they go home and they check the score and they'd be like, Oh nice. They beat Toronto (laughs) and they weren't there to see how horrible (laughs) that game was. Yeah. Even if we beat them, just be like, hell yeah, we beat a good team. Yeah. All right. Good night. Yeah. Yeah. Once they, it, it, cause the more time passes then there's like so little engagement from the McConnell's, on any of this. Listen, like, like, I don't want the McConnells to turn into, like, a Jerry Jones. I don't need no, that. No, God, no. I don't need that in my life. Like, I don't need them to be out there, like, you know, in front of the media for that stuff. I don't need that. Like, I Show up somehow. It's, it's not even like I, I need them to say anything at all. Like, I just want them to pull the strings from behind the scenes and just let things go. And things need to be let go. Speaking of, it's just Yarmo is that guy. JD's that guy. You know, they they got to make moves, especially before anything drastically is made in terms of a move on this roster. Like, you know, if, if come trade deadline, like if Yarmo's still the GM, he's going to make the moves that he wants to do, and that could set us up for for something that won't benefit benefit us in the long run. And that when an, if a new GM does come in, he's he's starting from just scratch because all these moves that Yarmo did make when he shouldn't have been making them because he shouldn't have been here is going to fuck us over for for more years. Yep. So we have to just rip off the Band-Aid, pull the plug now, and move on and and let somebody else make these moves. Yep. Yep. Next one, Dr. Jiggly Stuff at Jay Cooper Jared. Love it. Uh, should Paz j- carve the lines in stone and not move them at all or just keep it as is and throw anyone who scores up the line? Also, can we get some games already? This schedule sucks for a bottom six team. Um, I'm do a mix of both. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of just setting the lines in stone and fucking keeping them that way until somebody gets hurt or somebody comes back from an injury. But don't just switch them up just because somebody had one hot game. Yeah. Like, if somebody is consistently playing well and in between like line shifts, they get some chemistry with somebody they don't normally play with. Move them up a line, or move somebody down. Like it, it should ebb and flow. It shouldn't be a bingo roller picking names out for the lines at random. Yeah, which is what it has felt like the last two years. Yeah, and listen, like players are bound to have a bad game. They're bound to have an off game. It doesn't mean like just throw it to the blender the very next next game and 
And, you know, we saw success with a handful of lines, and he's, he's broken up those lines. Like, we saw the Russian line just absolutely thrive, and I know he broke that up. It did um, struggle for a bit, and they're like, okay, let's stop it. And that's what yeah, they were exactly. so hot early. Yeah. Like, you just got to let them figure it out, and players are going to have off off nights, and that's just bound to happen. And that's, that's they're, 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 that's they're sports. human. Yes, exactly. They're human. Um, listen, I, I get the experimental aspect of trying to figure things out, but I think he's too quick to pull the plug on things when you just got to let it ride for a little bit and figure it out. And, you know, you, you let it ride for a handful of weeks, and it's like, all right, it's not working. Cool, move on. But then the very, very next game, like, dude relax like just let it simmer let it do its thing like i don't know i feel it, yeah i just he's too quick to to pull plug on things and i think he's just got to let things just let things just happen let it simmer a little bit let it simmer down. all right next one's coming in from db american flag and british flag at barno stormer remember that name yeah. Is this the most dysfunctional time period ever for CBJ? How do we keep selling out? This is pretty dysfunctional. And it is uh, very yeah, I don't know how we keep selling out because teams have been from opponents have been uh, drivable distance or able to get out of their area because it's a lot of other fans at times. There yeah. are. I mean, there definitely are. But, but you know. I think the other thing is even though we lose, a lot of the games are still entertaining. I mean, our offense is hot. We, do, and, we score quite a bit of goals. And it's one of those people do love when their team plays well and we end up blowing someone out, 3 nothing, 4-1, 5-1. But people also like a good barn burner. As much as it sucks, knowing that we can't hold a lead and we go into overtime or we make it a close game for no reason, I mean, that is entertaining to people. It sucks when majority of the time we come out on the short end of the stick on that. Yeah. But the games are still entertaining as much as our record doesn't necessarily reflect that people like going to sporting events to be entertained and encapsulated for um, three hours while they're at the game. I mean, they're still entertaining even though we suck, but yeah. Um, to the first part of the question. Yeah. Dysfunctional. Absolutely. I mean, it just, we already, we already went into this earlier in the podcast. I mean, from head, from head to toe management, front office, coaching, there just seems to be a disconnect, and nobody can figure out, you know, what's actually going on. I think there's just a lack of communication, especially to the fans, the ones that are, you know, paying the bills. Um, so, yeah, I would say very highly dysfunctioning. I don't know necessarily the most dysfunctional we've ever been because we had some pretty damn rough years early on in this franchise, um, especially in the Doug McLean eras, era. Hey, um, having social media makes it worse. Oh, big, big time. That so, makes so much, much worse. I feel like when the Jackets first started, maybe MySpace was just now coming, becoming a yeah, thing. Yeah, in 2000. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely social media definitely heightens that a lot. But, you know, I would say it's, yeah, I would say arguably one of the most dis- dysfunctional times right now in this franchise. And, again, I think it all starts with the front office. Yep. yep. But, hey, you know, you get a Monday 1 o'clock sellout. Van, and from Van, I mean Vancouver, those fans don't travel I think, from I think, Vancouver. I think what was the stat? It was like six sellouts in the last seven home games. Yeah, something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah, yeah. So fans are there, and like hell, even last year we saw we closed out. I think nine out of ten on sellouts. Like yeah, and we were dead last in the league, and there was nothing to cheer for. We weren't we weren't going to playoffs. Yep. So like, it's a testament to you know what the McConnell family definitely built here in terms of a hockey community and <clears throat> and everything, especially with all the chillers and the and all the the, the leagues that they have started and. 
and all the high school teams that have teams now. So, like, you know, Columbus is definitely, you know, doing a well, a very good job in terms of, you know, establishing a hockey presence here. And I think that's indicative of, of the sellouts that we are having. Granted, you know, there are some games where there's a lot of away fans. I get that. But, you know, it's it's always popping at the arena. And I do like to see that. I would hate... I would hate to be – I'm not a fan where it's like, you know, I'm going to stick it to the, to the man and not go to these games and not give him my money and, and because I do love the, I do love the team and, and hockey. And, you and did say that earlier. I did kind of say that earlier, but I was just going off on a tangent. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's uh, – I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I like the fact the fans are still showing up. I do like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we're already, you know, we're already the laughing stock of the league when it comes to drama, so – Let's not pile on with empty seats and everyone laughing at us for that, too. Yep. <laughs> so. All right, two more. Next one, Spongy. Ad. Hey, Spongy, uh, kind of talked about this one. How do you think the Blue Jackets playing Fantilia at wing will go for his development? Uh, it, it ain't going to help it. Yeah, we talked about not it. That great. Not great. It ain't going to help it. Thank you so much for the question. Last one, Love Michael you. Canary at Michael Canary 2 Thoughts on some people, CBJ Twitter, ah. generalizing the fan base when opinions from different people arise, i.e. thinking that the same people were hating on Elvis and now love him. Sorry, this might not make sense. CB drama is annoying to follow. It is. It is indeed. And the thing is, um, don't follow it. Just ignore it. Well, man. it's one of those I see enough tweets sometimes, and it's they're so disjunct and out of order. It's like I go back and try to track a timeline, but then... Holy fuck, do they fight forever. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, at a certain point, your thumb should get tired. Twitter f- fingers. Trigger fingers turned turn to Twitter twit fingers. <laughs> Shout out, Drake. To me, it's just the Drizzy. It's just the subtweeting by adults. Six God. I know. It's yeah. just like, can we just all just grow yeah, the fuck Subtweeting up a was a term that I used and did in high school. Yeah. When I was 15, 16. If you are years a grown ass adult, don't fucking subtweet somebody. Just, just tag them and call them out if you want to. Yeah. And even then, don't you don't have yeah. to do that. You know how many times I scroll through Twitter and I, you know, I'll look at a tweet and I'll think of something that they tweeted before that, and I'll be like, I'll just laugh and I'll just keep keep scrolling. I don't need to respond to it. I don't need to subtweet it because I'm a grown man. How much does it affect you? Stop being a child. That 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 you saw that tweet that you need yeah. to respond. I'm not shitting. Have your opinions on Twitter. Yeah. Like I think Twitter, it's the space for it, and have a debate. Don't have an argument or make it dramatic and also people's opinions can change when certain things are shed to that's light that's why they're right? opinions yeah you're allowed to have an opinion learn right? <laughs> i don't know but and also opinions can change because we hear you know other new information new information comes out so we're allowed to speculate on you something can't else change like, your opinion oh sorry you you're have right. to stick with every opinion you ever made ever yeah you can't change you can't change but yeah like you know i was the biggest shit talker of elvis last season and you know because it was warranted because the dude just wasn't playing well. And he, Elvis even said it himself. He's like, I played like crap last year. And this year he's played better. So I've given Elvis his props. I've given him his dues. I'm like, all right, dude, cool. You figured it out. But also I'm also tired of his, I'm tired of his, his antics off the ice when it comes to his post-game interviews and quotes and stuff and kind of making things to what I think about him when it's a team sport. And also the way sometimes he treats his teammates. I, I feel like there's some, there's some, things going on in that locker room that we don't quite know. So so my opinion is like, okay, Elvis is playing better. Cool props to you. But I still there's still a side of you. I'm just like, I wish you would figure out the other side. Yep. Yeah. That's another tangent. Yeah. I don't, just, know. Uh, I don't even know if that answered the question. If, if someone has like a fan account outside of the artillery, you know, 
uh, like a player fan account, just leave it alone because there's so much bias within so many of those. If there's someone that you see that just gives their opinion about every single thing, don't follow them. Just live your life. Leave them alone. Yeah. They're not going to change. But you can. <laughs> and you're doing great. And Good. I appreciate that, Canary. I love you so much. <laughs> great question. Thank you. All right. We're done here, I think. Yeah. Yeah, cool. We're done. Let's wrap this sucker up. I miss you and I love you so much, Kyle. I do miss Kyle. I, I miss felt, Kyle, too. I my feel s- empty without him here. You're my sweet boy. Yeah. You're my, my sweet cheese. All right, little boomers, thanks for listening to episode 271 of the podcast. Hopefully we provided some uh, something to you. I don't know. I don't know either. We'll see you next week for 272. Spay and neuter your soaping. Source? <laughs> <laughs>